When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by aimhighconstructionmn.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Um. We're going to go full disclosure here today. Don and I are completely, totally, 100% out of sorts, and we should have canceled the taping of this because um, <laughs> oh, our so bosses, glad you're bringing this up. Our half-wit bosses at my talk have scheduled this uh, played out and tired old uh, down and dirty bit <laughs> where we have to go uh, act like children for um, three, four days on the behalf of charity. And the, and the reason... The only reason I decided to participate and not quit my job is because of the charity. We've got a pretty good charity this year that I'm looking forward to raising money for. But the details, it, this, it, are slow to come through, and we get left off emails, and we don't know what's happening, and blah, 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 and on and on and on. And I'm not packed and ready. Don, I'm sure you're partially packed. You're no. always you're No. I, okay. I'm going to a haunted prison this weekend. I'm packed for that. <laughs> See? And I've got so many other things going on in my life. John, of course, semi-retired. All he does is pick on a guitar all day. Right? Well, Bang the not drum. as much as I should, but. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what we're going to do or where we're going uh, here. And uh, I am not ready for this, even though I said right before Ross hit the open that I was ready. I'm not. But speaking of Ross... <laughs> Um, You're not ready for the podcast or Project Down and Dirty? Anything. Either. either. Me either. either. We'll see what happens. Plus, um, I'm on Motrin 600, which I've never taken before, which if I have to say I got to go during the course of this uh, taping, that means I've already left the room and I'm running with my butt uh, cheeks clenched to the bathroom. (laughs) Because this is wreaking havoc like I've never had havoc. Motrin 600? Yeah, yeah. And normally I take, um, when I have a procedure done, they give me uh, narcotics, and that does the opposite. You don't go for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, it's awful. Well, this is the opposite. But anyway, you don't want to know that. I had a tooth I, I don't yesterday. Want to know that. I, I'd yeah. like some of that Motrin for, you know, lady times. I'll bring it down to you. You can okay. have it because I'm done. We're I, trading I take pills in. now on the show. This is not good. <laughs> oh. uh, is that, is anyway. that legal? Okay. We're, uh, in case that's illegal, we're not going to no, do that. No, I'm not. Oh. It's kind of a weird swap shop kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but uh, Ross, speaking of, of Roscoe here. Oh, yeah. She makes good cookies, too. Oh, I'll make but, you some cookies. Give me that they, Motrin. They don't have weed in them, John. I'm oh, just I don't do that. No. She doesn't do that. Uh, Roscoe, um, our producer, best producer I've ever had so far, except for one small item. Uh, and John, you you alluded to getting or not getting an email from Ross uh, containing a few stories. The reason you didn't probably see the email is because Ross sends about five emails a day, 
Kenny needs one email a week, if even that. So, so when, Ross, when turn your mic on. I want to see that mic light on because uh, this is this is a you're in the public stockade here. Um, what happens when you just start sending emails and emails and then replying and then sending more emails? I just stop looking at them. I'm just done. I check out, and I think that's what happened with John. Well, um, I can tell. I just checked. You know what happened with me, and this is this is sad on my account. I actually opened that email, but I thought he was just asking if everybody was good to go today. And, and plus, Ross, you asked me yesterday uh, if I was ready to do a show today, and I replied yes. And then you asked me the same thing this morning, which proves my point. You send so many emails <laughs> that you don't even read the emails. I think you want to check that outbox and make sure that you sent that email, because the only replies I got were from Dawn, Dawn and, and John. John. You did not. Yeah, did. yeah. Oh, nothing and, for Kenny. And I don't, I don't want to call you out on what may or may not be your show, but I will protect myself. <laughs> in that the, was a zinger. In that the, was a zinger. In the court of public opinion, I will protect myself. Yes, Ross. <laughs> also, okay. the, it is a fair point that is noted. If you prefer to work that way with less emails, I can work on that. That's... That's a fair complaint. I am an over-communicator. I know and that. And then uh, there's a sales guy, too, that I want you to relate that to. He already knows that, but it would help coming from you. Just tell him, no more. Don't don't call Kenny anymore. Back off. The same one that always calls me with nothing. Just yeah. A maybe. Yeah. He always calls yeah. me with a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let me run something by you. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you sent two stories, Ross. I like them both. Amazon driver loses job after woman seen leaving the van. Evidently, a, a viral video went out of a, a, um, a, a, a gal hopping out of the back of an Amazon van in a very short uh, skirt dress thing with no <laughs> shoes on. Uh, I thought that was fun. We could uh, get some mileage out of that. And then you also sent me uh, Seattle is the most anxious metro in the area in the USA. And I looked at the map, and Minneapolis isn't even on it. Um, but instead of talking about that, I want to bring up something that I found fascinating this morning on uh, my talk on the Jason and Alexis show. Dawn went to a show last night at First Avenue in the main room, and I want to grill her all about this. Um, oh. And my first, my first question, John, uh, Dawn, was this your first time in the main room? No. So you've been there before. Mm-hmm. Who have you seen? Laura Marling and let's see who else. A handful of other people that I can't recall right now because I haven't had a lot of sleep. Um, this is not only an issue for you. It turns out it's an issue for both John and I. We have a hard time remembering who we've seen. Who did you see last night? Silver Sun Pickups. Who the hell is that? Silver Sun Pickups. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they kind of okay. So the lead singer kind of sounds like Smashing Pumpkins lead, lead singer Billy Corgan. Billy, oh thank you. <laughs> Not a lot of sleep. Um, he kind of sounds like that. It's uh, they have a harder he, rock sound actually. They're Corgan's. They, he's the bald guy, right? Yes, yeah. but the bald if one. you're a Silver right. Sun pickup fan and you're like, that's not true. He doesn't just pipe down. That's my opinion, and <laughs> I'm going to stick to it. Don't send me an email. Um, that's how I was attracted to the band, because I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, they have an awesome bass player who is a chick. She's in a 
short sequin dress just jumping up and down in her high heels, rocking. Cool. They have a cool drummer whose hi-hat is up here. Why he really? has his hi hat that far wow. up in the air? He just goes like this, like just like he wails and it's just so, like arms all over the place, like a gorilla. Like uh, ape, yeah. I was gonna say like uh, uh, if it was a motorbike, it would be called him ape hangers. Yeah, ape hangers. Your arms are straight I up mean, in the air. I mean, it's like how is he gonna reach that thing? This is the first time I've seen them in concert. Um, so. Yeah, it was good. Um, the reason why I brought it up on the morning show, on my talk this morning, is that the topic was the difference between going to a show when you're in your 20s and going oh, to a show when you're right. nearly 50. Um, right. I brought up the fact that I used to wear barely anything. Even if it was going to be 20 degrees outside, I was wearing like a bustier and some, you know, maybe a dress or a skirt that was like the size of a belt and some fishnets. And so, I'm like, oh, my God, it's cold out here. But the most important thing was to look good. So the hemline was right around the promised land. Yep, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wearing high heels that are completely like shoes that are so tall, a stripper wouldn't even wear them. You know, it was all about looking good. I didn't care if I was cold and all my friends looked just as gorgeous. You know what happened last night? I was yeah. said to my boyfriend, I go, do you think I need to wear double socks? How long are we going to be outside? <laughs> and I better bring some earplugs with me. Uh and um, <laughs> how long are we going to wait outside? And I want to wait outside so that we can sit down. Right. I wanted so you to be in line in first. first. Yeah. There's yeah. a so you have been there before because that shows you know there's a limited amount of seating upstairs. Yeah. Around around the balcony around the edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do they still have the plexiglass between the sound board, uh, the light boards, and the main bar upstairs, or is it open? Because there used to be plexiglass, and there was a uh, there was a uh, a light board um, upstairs. Area. Yeah, the light board upstairs. was upstairs. No, yeah. it's, it was downstairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, obviously, it's been years since I've been to the main room. Um, I have been to the entry just a few years ago, uh, but that's fascinating. So, were you comfortable? I was. And what did you do with your clothes or oh, your jackets? That's, see, and your that's boots? another great uh, thing. I have this bag. That is, I had, I had a little purse, but then I have this expandable bag that's, it's like a, um, just a mesh type of material, thin material bag that zips all around. And so it's just a little square, but then when you unzip it, it unfolds into a full size bag that you can put stuff in like a so- large shopping bag. And so I brought that to put my coat in. <laughs> <laughs> or my sweatshirt and my vest that I'm wearing today that probably smells like weed. Not oh, for me, but other people. So nothing's changed in the main room. That's good to hear. Uh huh. It was fun to look down and see who was smoking weed. Yeah. You know, I'm you like, oh, like upstairs. you're not fooling any, anyone. It's that guy right there. <laughs> yeah. So was it a good show? Did you enjoy it? Was it was a great show. It was. The only problem was that. This was a show that I felt like I had to go to because it was rescheduled. We bought tickets before the the big crisis, oh. and this yeah. was the rescheduled date. Yeah. I would have preferred it not be on a Monday night where I have to get up and work the next morning. When and, did you get in? When did you get home? Um, I think like 11.45. Oh, that's late. 
It's oh, bad. Boy. Yeah, it's That's not bad. good at all. <laughs> John, for you, this would be four in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. 11th. Ooh, 11, I've been asleep for three, four hours by 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I want to be for sure. So, um, but I wanted to go because I wanted to see him and not waste the ticket because we've waited a couple of years to see him. So, so uh, a few years ago, uh, we were talking and you revealed to me that you were a big fan of uh, Pearl Jam. You're not going to quiz me on Pearl Jam, are you? Because I don't no, have I'm that not. in my brain right now. Okay, I'm good. not. Um, but Eddie Vedder has spent a lot of time in Minneapolis since they hit it big. Um, and I know he's a baseball nut. But I saw Pearl Jam in the main room right as they were getting big. And bef- what was the name of the first album? Does anybody know? It was the, the first mainstream big Pearl Jam album, whatever it was. Ten. Yeah, and one of the songs was Alive, and then yeah. there was another yeah. song about a, a kid. And the video that was released with that at the same time showed Eddie up on a v- balcony yeah. um, going off backwards. He was outside the balcony, and he just let go, and he fell, I don't know, 10, 15 feet. Into the, the crowd. Cr- crowd caught him. I actually witnessed that in the main room. I... Ah. I'm so jealous. I can't believe you're telling this story. I can't believe yeah. it. This is amazing. It, I yeah. would kill to be there. And I, I'm kind of used to outrageous antics because it seems like in any time, and I don't know if it's the Prince effect or what it is, anybody c- comes to town and they play First Avenue, they feel the need to leave their mark on the crowd and, and the oh, cynical right. uh, hipsters and everything else. And at the time I thought, well... That he's taken showing off to a whole new level there. That's that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then cool. I was shocked to see it come out as a video. I don't know months later, whenever. Yeah. Uh, and I also saw Nirvana in um, in the main room. Wow. And uh, I'm sorry to say that I, I don't remember much other than um, I did have to sit down on the stairs and take a brief nap. Um, <laughs> The stairs or the rail down there? Uh, no, the stairs. And it would oh. if if you're upstairs, it Dirty. would be yeah, it would be the stairs on the left side if you're facing the stage. If you're facing, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. on, on the left side. Not as populated as far as people going up and down, so that's good. Right, right. It would be on the same side that you'd go down into the entry at. Yeah. Um, up up on what I call the beer bar side. There's yeah. a two bars up there. The last I was there was where um, the roommate and I agreed we should probably get married. Uh, that happened in the main room, and it wasn't a proposal. During, during uh, Nirvana? I, ha- I have no idea who was playing, none at all. <laughs> and I don't think she'd be able to tell you either. And it wasn't a proposal type of thing. It was just us talking about other people. I think this might be true. It might not be. Um, but my memory is uh, us talking about other people getting married and us going, you know, Maybe we ought to. Oh, my gosh. What, what the hell? How long had you known her? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure of that. Was it? Um, okay. Give a me year? Ballpark. Oh, a year. Okay. A year, maybe? Yeah. I didn't know if it was like two weeks because I know what your first date was like. Yeah. Tequila. Um, yeah. And we, we that was a show, Spring Jam, um, kind of behind the 400 bar in April, and we both showed up with somebody else and ended up leaving together. Uh-huh. And I think, and I found the ticket stub for it, because we're going to get into this in a minute. 
I think this was a week after we had bumped into each other at yeah, a literally. Toad, oh. a Toad the Wet Sprocket show oh. at the Guthrie, <laughs> and we were both the Guthrie. We were, I think so. Um, oh, Guthrie used to be a great venue. Are for you yeah. kidding me? I saw a, a John Hyatt concert there. That was incredible. Yeah, I was, had yeah. no idea venue. they ever did concerts there. It's the old Guthrie. Not, yeah, it's not it's the, not the uh, one. It was on now, Hannapin, oh. um, over by the uh, art, uh, art Park. What is it yeah, called? The, the Art the Sculpture. Oh, okay. sculpture. Oh, man, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, I, I apologize for all of you. I, I saw it's Al okay. Green there. I saw John Hyatt there. Oh, I mean, it was a great venue, wonderful venue. Who the hell is Chris Whitley? Oh, Chris Whitley's, uh, he's dead, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but he put, he put <laughs> well, out an album in 1991 called Living with the Law that's at, well, a, a nine and a half out of ten. It was Chris Whitley and Toad the Wet Sprocket. It was April 16th, 1992. I'm and jealous. I was I was backstage afterwards, and that's where I bumped into her. And I think Thursday, oh, and then Sunday, I'll bet you... It was only Friday, Saturday, a few days later that this spring jam happened uh, on Cedar Avenue in Riverside, and that's when things took a huh. turn due to tequila. I don't, I don't care about your marriage. That Chris Whitley thing now has me. <laughs> John, I don't remember it at all. I don't so one of, the, I think one of the single most underrated albums in the history of rock and roll. What? Bro, I'm really, going to have to listen to this. Chris Whitley. Chris Whitley, li- uh, oh. Whitley Living With The Law. Okay. Word of warning, McLean. He says this for everybody. He no, does? I don't say it oh, for everybody. Oh, yeah. He says it for... Uh, oh, shut up. Who were those uh, meatheads that had all the hits in the 80s that I can't stand? Hits in the 80s? Yeah. Van uh, Halen, Poison. Are they, in, are they in a stack of tickets? Uh, no, it's that duo. Um, not, not Hall and Oates? Yeah, Hall and Oates. He thinks they're the best act that ever walked the earth, too. I, no, I love I Hall and Oates. Th- oh. I do too. I don't. I just think went the best to a concert ever, a couple of years ago. Actually, well, I actually I'll have a couple of old old tickets here. Get nowhere talking to you, uh, but I also have a Guthrie uh, ticket here for uh, John Mayall, Mayall, which was also in '92, January 20th. Nice. Um, and I don't. I don't even. I can't tell you one thing about that show or even what he plays. Does he he's, play blues? Really? Yeah, he's <laughs> a rock blues. Kenny, this is really, we're seeing a side of you that I'm, yeah, I'm getting really. here. You didn't pay for these he, tickets, though, did you, Kenny? These were work provided? Or did you pay uh, for a uh, lot I of these? I don't know. It says price $18. Um, uh, but speaking of that, that's Ross. Uh, back in the old days of 1500, and I mean in the 80s, we had zero money, and we had bosses that had no idea what we were doing, and we didn't have a promotion staff or a promotion budget. So what I did is I got in contact with all the big venues and bars in town and asked them if I could give away tickets for their shows. And they'd all say, yeah, put 10 people on the list. So I had, And that was how I got into all these shows for free. So I'm surprised, actually, that I have as many tickets as I do because uh, a lot of the shows I saw, like, for instance, Nirvana, I was just on the list. Just a freebie. Um, Yeah. But so then I started going through these tickets and seeing some of the acts I uh, saw. Or didn't see. Yeah. (laughs) And it uh, turns out I've seen B.B. King a few times. I've seen Johnny Cash a bunch of times. You have? Yeah. uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. One time uh, at the Orpheum, the Jayhawks were warming him up. I, I don't, sorry to say, remember that. Uh. Um, saw Baby King at the Orchestra Hall. 
uh, saw two nights of Tom Waits. I know you were at one of those shows, oh, John. It was a wonderful show. Oh, you got any Tom him. Waits opinions, uh, Don? Love Tom Waits. Oh, good. Never Thank saw you. him in concert, though. I will travel any distance to see Tom Waits. And weren't we asked yeah. on one of the games we played if there was just one musician or band or, or series of CDs you had to be with on an island for the rest of your life? For me, it would be Tom Waits. That's... Uh, no, you know what? It was a Super 70s sports question on uh, Twitter. Oh, That's where yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, Tom Waits is my guy. He's just absolutely amazing to mm-hmm. me. Red Hot Chili Peppers a bunch of times. Guns and Jerks. Roses. No. Uh, oh, really? Why? Oh. Tell me. Where'd you see him? Were, were you working a I show? I was working, yeah, Ozfest. And yeah. Um, they were not on the tour. They were um, coming to visit. They were just wanting coming to hang out. Yeah. And I don't remember where we were. Oh, we were just somewhere in California. We were probably in L.A. And our crew, you know, the the stage crew, it's just such an amazing thing to watch a crew put up that stage. It's uh, unbelievable. You just can't believe that they make it happen. Right. Day after day. It's I mean, we're usually at, we're, we're at a location for more than one day if it was a bigger city. So. Our crew's trying to load in big equipment, and they pulled their limo up right in front of the entrance on the load-in area. And they, I mean, everybody was like, what's happening? Clearly, they wouldn't disrespect us this way and keep that limo there. Um, So they asked them to move it, and Anthony Kiedis and the rest of them said, blank you guys basically really yeah and and flipped them all off and said do you know who we are and just like no 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 no. that see that doesn't that doesn't play with crews no because the crew uh the roadies if you prefer or whatever and all the people that work a show on a traveling basis they are not enamored by you and your star status they don't give Mm -hmm. one single bleep about how famous you are, especially when you park your stupid limo it was so in the middle of the load-in zone. I've wow. never been so disgusted. Yeah. I thought it was gross, and everybody else did too, all the bands. Wow. I mean, it's not like, I mean, the bigger bands that were there, they didn't know what was happening because people don't want to bother them and stuff. But like the yeah. second stage guys and... You know, just all those bands that are coming up that are going to replace your records in a couple of years. <laughs> trust me. You you get that reputation that you're a jerk like that. Bad news for you. Sorry. Because I'm going to tell everybody I know. And I'm yeah, on the radio. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. You use your power for evil. I mean, that's come on. That's just so wrong. I hated it. I thought it was the worst thing. I'm going to tell everyone I know. That's what I told myself for the rest of my Good. life. Don, did you ever see Guns N' Roses? No, I haven't seen I, them. I saw Guns N' Roses the year that they were busy breaking up from the heroin uh, oh. issue they had. Do you remember how they wouldn't start shows until midnight or whatever? Oh, yeah. Then, because no. they couldn't get their crap together. Oh, this right. ticket is for Tuesday, January 21st, 1992. Um, and it was a uh, jam and company. Uh, Jam and Company 7 present Guns N' Roses. Showtime at around 7. I yeah. believe they went on around midnight or 1 a.m., if what? I remember right. Yeah. Um, and I oh this seat was for behind the stage. 
And I was ready for a bleep show. I thought this was, and that's the only reason I went, because I went to see him crash and burn. Dawn, it was one of the best rock and roll oh, no. shows I have ever <laughs> oh, no. seen. They really, really worked their asses off. They had a lot of changes. Uh, and I was just really impressed with absolutely every aspect of it. And I got to sit behind the stage up in the seats. Yeah. So you can see, and I love that vantage point because you get to see things that the audience doesn't see. It was mm -hmm. so cool. And from that day forward, I was a fan of Guns N' Roses just because of <laughs> the production they put on. You know what I mean, yeah. John? Yeah, yeah The sure. music yeah. is like, you know, it's G&R, big deal, Paradise City, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I was really impressed with the show business aspect of it. Wow. I wouldn't have stuck around, to be honest oh, really? with you. I don't think oh. that nowadays people could get away with that. That's people a very 70s thing. No, I, yeah. I'm older people than you leave. guys. I remember that in the 70s mm -hmm. consistently, two hours late. We have Netflix to watch. Yeah. And, and I, do. I do remember, what I do remember about that is going right from the Target Center right to work. Uh, the station was <laughs> oh, up in Maplewood. Oh, I've done that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a really good uh, show I saw, and I'd forgot about this, was uh, Carl, um, the fellow that played um, with Carl? Soul Asylum. Carl, Carl had cancer, and they oh. did a benefit for him. Oh. Uh, and Westerberg was there. Uh, Mold was there. Uh, Golden Smog, Gear Daddies, a whole bunch of Minneapolis oh, acts. Yeah. And there was a brief, a very brief Husker Du reunion that night for uh, like two, three songs. And that was really neat. Um, so that was fun. Are there guys that, Don, you, you worked in the business, and Kenny, you've obviously been doing a million shows. Are there bands or guys that you did not get a chance to see and now? Oh, so many, now John. It's, now it's done. You can't. There's either so dead or retired, or there's there's only a few that that uh, I remember that I really I've wanted never to see that I didn't. I've never seen the Rolling Stones. I, I'm not oh, sorry really? for missing them in the last five yeah. years, ten years. Yeah. I really wish I would have seen them in the '80s. Uh, I really, you know, I saw um, them twice, and, and I'm, really? I'm happy. I'm happy I saw them back <laughs> back point. when, as they say, in the day. In the day, well, in the 80s. I saw him at the Dome yeah. and somewhere else. I don't know where the other yeah. place was. Don, you ever seen Bob Dylan? Yes, I did. I saw him at my college. It was a great really? show. Um, really funny story about that. It was in, uh, you know, it's it's the college, like, it's where they play orchestra concerts even. You know, it's just a, the big concert hall at our college. And he was there. Um a lot of the people that bought tickets were of a certain age, right, and they wanted age, to sit John's down. Age. Yeah. <laughs> and so all of us kids got up front. Now, there is a mile between where the seats start and where the stage starts because it's yeah. a theater theater, you know? Right. Um, so there's a lot of room. You could uh, 20 people deep, okay? It was just one row of us kids standing up along the edge Literally uh, yeah. not double stacked, okay? Right. And nice. um, the show starts, and the people in the front row that were every, everyone sat down for the whole show, and wow. they made us move away from the front and get in our back seats. And the security <laughs> came and moved us away. Um, Bob Dylan is notorious for not really speaking a lot or at all, right? Because right. he didn't yeah. speak to the crowd at all, not even one right. time. Right. He also also didn't look at the crowd. But the yes. moment when we were moved away 
Yeah. He looked down at us and smirked. He gave me eye contact and he smirked at me because they were moving us. And I felt like I was going to fall over. I was so lucky to have eye contact with Bob Dylan and that he kind of nodded and smirked that they moved us. Okay, Uh, so I have. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I've I've seen Bob probably 10 times. Oh, wow. And about half those times he was really engaged. Really? And the other half, he wasn't engaged at all. Oh. But Kenny, do you remember, what was the theater he owned downtown, either the State or the Hennepin? Oh, uh, I didn't he know owned, he owned, owned it. He oh. owned one of those, and he did seven shows, I think, in a row at one of them in, in the, it must have been the late 80s, early 90s. And I went to three of those, and those he was very engaged for. And they were one, they were, you know. In my top so, ten concerts ever. Do you Just think he was great. doing a crowd count times the ticket prices while he's <laughs> probably? This is my studio. I had no idea that he yeah. owned. So yeah, he, somewhere I here, state. I have a Bob Dylan. I went to a Bob Dylan at uh, Harriet Island, and I oh, had, yeah. and there was <laughs> I'm going to say ten to twenty of the front rows were reserved for. Uh, VIPs and media weasels, right? <laughs> and 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 it was it was um, roped off. You had to show your special ticket to get in there. But this made Dylan so angry that they did this at one of his shows that he put in. And from what I understand it, the way I remember it was, uh, if you leave this roped area, you cannot get in. And of course, I pregame this like crazy. So I'm in there for, I don't know, three songs, and I have to leave. And I never got back in. And so I've always hated Bob Dylan ever since. uh, I I don't know, but, you know. If you remember that concert at all, uh, I was there also. There was 106,000 people. Okay. Do you remember that? Do you remember how crowded I, it was? I do remember waiting through the crowd. Yeah, I, we were minute. so far. We were a mile back, my wife and I. I swear. Where so was, was this? It's it's uh, across from downtown, uh, downtown St. Paul, right across the river. You look down on it. It's called uh-huh. Harriet Island. It's oh, not an oh, island. Oh, I know what Harriet. It, so it was there, yeah, not yeah. inside, yeah. but it was no, an outdoor no. yeah, situation. Yeah, outdoor venue. Really cool, Gosh. John. That's the first place I saw um, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan too. Yeah, that was the um, same year, I think, or maybe maybe it was a year before. I don't, I don't know. Before. Uh, Steve Earle opened that Bob Dylan concert. I remember oh, that vividly. Oh, yes. You have the vividly. best memory out of yes. all three yes. of us, John. Oh, thank well, God I you controlled yourself some. during those uh, years. <laughs> well, maybe drank too much, but that's all. <laughs> I'm holding a ticket here that I'll bet you anything you were at this show, John. Sunday, uh, August 4th, 1996. Steely Dan at the Target Center. Um, and, well, as a matter of fact, I have five Steely Dan tickets here. That was the real Steely Dan before one of them passed away, and now they're playing themselves well, now, off as Steely Dan. We're not going to have this argument. Steely Dan. We're not going to have this argument because no, um, it's two against because, one, so you lose. But there's if you're going that argument, then you got to go back to 1974. That's when the band actually broke up, and the guys oh, haven't. The other four haven't played with them John, since then. So. John never loses an argument. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know we were having one. <laughs> so I played no contest. Either uh, one of you ever seen The Grateful Dead? No. I know this that was on my list when you asked who haven't you seen and you wanted to. I didn't see them because I felt like that they were everywhere. And then it happened, the event. And what was that? 
when did he pass? Ninety. Uh, 96 or yeah I don't remember I probably 96 or something and I was like well now everyone's following fish right oh right oh I've never seen that awful hippie band uh John (laughs) did you ever go out and tour with the dead were you I never I did not uh I you know I like the dead's studio stuff but the live stuff drives me absolutely crazy I don't want to so, hear noodling for 20 minutes. Oh, right, right, I, right. Yeah, jam band stuff kind of drives me nuts. Well, it depends on the band. There, I mean, there's 20-minute Allman Brothers songs I'll listen to 100 times, but oh, not the great band. So in the 80s, I was still at this point as a youth where I was trying to figure out who the hell I am and what music I like and what I don't. And uh, I went through my dead phase, and I had a bunch of board tapes and all of that. And then they came to uh, wow. uh, the Met <laughs> Center, I believe. It was June 17th, 88. And that night is when I turned on the Grateful Dead, and I've hated them ever since. You end up hating everyone. Are you going to end yeah, up hating us? <laughs> Probably, most likely. I'm well on my way anyway. Um, but it was just everything that could possibly be awful about a concert. Uh, the, the, the audience members were all idiots, just complete morons. I've never seen so many people OD'd outside that don't even make it in. The people that went out on tour with them and never go into the show and are trying to buy tickets or sell tickets or sell acid or sell this or buy this. It was just a despicable display. And it was that night that I was done with hippie hippie music forever. Interesting. You know who followed them around a long time? Our buddy Tommy. Tom uh, Mischke. Really? Yeah, he followed the dead around for about a year. You know who else was a big one? Um, Harrington, Greg Harrington, Gene really? Harrington's son. Yeah. yeah, he was a big. I got a bunch of tapes from him. The Dictators. Have you ever heard of them? Sure. I got to talk about the Grateful Dead real quick, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Go hold ahead. on. Don't. I'm about to fall asleep because I was up really late. So <laughs> hold on, guys. Just calm down. There's another uh, podcast I want to recommend. Once you're done listening to Garage Logic in its entirety and this podcast. It's called Dead and Gone, and it's a true crime podcast about people who went missing while they were deadheads. And they're oh. all, like, people that are deadheads are in this network to try to find out what happened to them or how they were really? murdered. It's called Dead That'd and Gone. It's really fascinating. good. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh, and so there are different stories about every week. There's a different story about another person that went missing. These are way back, which is so amazing because they'll go back to, you know, the 70s and uh, right. talk about somebody. And then they will track down and try to find people who knew them, which a lot of people just had nicknames. Yeah. So right. And they were yeah. all living in like little communes gross, and things gross little dirty and they didn't communes, know who yeah. was who and who like there was there's a murder like it, it's pretty interesting i think you'd get into it hmm. and i don't have to hear any dead music right <laughs> no no because they can't they're not licensed so John, they uh, they were part of ken kesey's uh acid yeah. test uh, oh back, yeah back in the 60s yep. i talked to him on the phone once that was weird they br- whoa you talked to ken kesey on the phone yeah, I tried to schedule an interview with him. His wife, uh, I think her name was Faye. Was that her name? Faye Keezy? Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Um, he had released a book where he was a teacher in Oregon, I believe, at yeah. a college. And um, like one person would write a 
chapter, and then another person would write a chapter, and they tried to put this book together out of various authors, and it was a mumbo-jumbo mess. And I kept harassing his publicist. Finally, the publicist got sick of me, said, here's his phone number. You'll never get an interview scheduled, but try it. And so I called, uh, and Faye answered. I'm sorry if that's not her name. It's my memory. That is. She answered. It is. Okay, good. Norma Faye. By the way, I just want to point out the hilarity. You can't remember any concert you attended, but you can remember (laughs) Ken Kesey's wife's name. Right. Well, I I mean, Ken Kesey, a major, you know, uh, I'm a book nerd, and God, he's written some wonderful books. Um, So she, uh, he's out in the yard. So I hear her calling him, you know, and five minutes later, he comes to the phone. He's very congenial, but but he wouldn't uh, commit to an interview. And I said, Mm -hmm. okay, well, we'll try calling you tomorrow at uh, 8 a.m. or something like that. I don't know if I was mornings or afternoons or what. Uh, and uh, I had a short little conversation with him about nothing at all, and I didn't fanboy on him. It was just all business. And then uh, the next day when huh. I called, there was no answer. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a really cool story. Yeah, that I mean, was you didn't cool. get the interview, but still, I just like the fact that you talked to him. Yeah, so random, <laughs> just, hey, I talked to Ken Kesey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. Cuckoo's Nest and... Uh, what are uh, what was the other uh, sometimes a great notion? Sometimes is that the a book? great notion. Yeah, I think that's the or book that's, I like so him? much. Yeah, it is. I think you're right. Somebody uh, Google it. Why would Cheryl <laughs> Crow play the main room in 1994? Look at Wasn't you she... looking through all these tickets and humble bragging. That's what he's doing, you guys. Was it's she a, a big... way of bragging about something humbly by just bringing Cheryl it up. Crow was a big. I'm going to ignore that, Don. She was a big <laughs> deal before '94, wasn't she? Was she? She's I from Missouri, by the way. Is she really? She's from southeast Missouri. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fun seeing video of her as Michael Jackson's backup singer? Yeah, if Michael Jackson cra- wasn't involved. Right, but with the big <laughs> crazy hair and all of that? Yep. Yeah. I'm uh, looking, Kenny. It looks like 92 is that debut album, and that did quite well. So, Oh, okay. Here's what happened. Well, You're bringing sense. up all these shows that happened in 1992. No, Here's uh, what happened in my life. Yeah, I was 92. graduating high school, and I had just had a baby. So I wasn't going to yeah. a lot of concerts. <laughs> you see, and I could go back to the 70s, because I'm older than you guys, and start talking about concerts then. But uh, By the way, Kenny, her first album was 94. So it's just when she started, the Tuesday Night Music Club one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, right when she started out. That would have been fun. You ever heard I got of to Davidson? meet her once. Oh, she was quite was nice like? to me. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Our buddy uh, Chris Reavers said he had a horrible experience with her when he worked at Cities 97. Yeah. But uh, when I was working at KS 95, she was doing something downtown. I don't remember what. And they, we just wanted to get some drops. Like, hi, this is Cheryl Crow. When I'm in town, I listen to Vat and Cheryl, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I went down there. She was nice as could be. Talked to me for five minutes. Just chatted me up and did the stuff. And off I went. I think we're no too clue. hard on, like rock stars celebrities to be nice all the time like honestly it's like what so you every single person you meet i would never go out of my house you know you have to be over the moon nice to them uh that's not fair now if you do something like park your limo in front of a loading dock (laughs) then that's not excusable that's a different category well right (laughs) the other thing is with chris uh, as kenny knows sometimes around famous people chris is um oh he loses his ass he, he does? Oh, we, Tell oh, me about we had, that. We had, we had Gary Loris from the Jayhawks at the state fair. And he came up on stage and talked to Joe, and Joe scooted him off. Without any, and 
Chris, I, my kid was there, who's a musician, and I said, you want to meet Gary Lewis? He said, sure. He couldn't meet Gary Lewis because basically Chris was genuflecting in front of him. Oh, no. Saying, can I get Please take my picture with him. Please can, take my picture with him. Can I rub your feet? Can, is there anything I can get <gasps> for you, Gary? Oh, he was just fanboy. Oh, such secondhand embarrassment. Oh, it oh. was awful, Don. Meanwhile, it, it there's was, a guy in town. Uh, Slim Dunlop, who played uh, for a while in The Replacements and who's always been in bands in Minneapolis, had just had a stroke. And, um, you know, and I've seen the Jayhawks and all those guys around for years and years and years, so it's no big deal bumping into them. So I'm trying to talk to Gary about Slim and Slim's wife and all of this. Mm-hmm. And Chris is just like, and is there anything, and, and a piece of cake, uh, and anything at all? What, 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 what no, can I do no. for you? And it was just, That's not an exaggeration what Kenny just what? did. That's exactly no, what he was like. It was so exactly. awful. And I had to, and, so, and Chris would walk away, and I'm like, sorry about that, Gary. Oh, oh, what's going on with this God. guy? It was awful. Have you ever seen Jayhawks? Are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't. I, I really love, I just love that band and love the concept and the music. And they had a few pretty strong albums. Uh, I, that we I, I will admit, did. I know very little about yeah. them. Yeah. We really thought they were going to be major, major players. They're, they're from was, Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I apologize to all the yeah. Minnesotans out there that I'm pissing off by saying that. Who is Material Issue? Why have I seen them? Weren't they like... Any an, idea? Well, I thought they were an 80s band, but I'm, perhaps I'm wrong. I could look that up. Here's one for Dawn. A Spoken Word Appearance by Crispin Glover. Oh, my God! No! 1994. Have you seen, I think it's called The River's Edge? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That movie? Yeah. He is, and I don't remember anything. He's super anything. weird. He's very creepy. weird. Yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. Well, t- you guys remember the Letterman appearance, right? No. He was, in, yes. he was in character, and he got up and did a karate kick that missed Letterman's face by about <laughs> two inches, and Letterman got pissed. And Letterman basically threw him off the show Are at that point. Are you serious? And Crispin Glover was trying desperately to backtrack. You know, as you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's oh a, part God. of a bit. It's part of an act. <laughs> Letterman would have none of it. And basically, you, you look it up on YouTube, you can find it. It's uh, Letterman's wrath is immediate. <laughs> I want to take just a brief time out, and then we're going to try to outdo uh, the three of us. I have two acts that I don't think either one of you can outdo, so I want you to go back in your memory as I'm talking about aimhighconstructionmn.com and see who the biggest, most impressive act you've ever seen. Uh, but Aim High Construction MN, these guys, any job that you need doing from roofing, siding, remodels, decks, restorations, Brand new, ground up construction, dig a hole, throw in a basement, put up a couple of levels. Yeah, aim high construction. They can help with that. They can do, well, they can do it. I mean, the, you know, doing done. Uh, design consultation, if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom or a new basement you, you, you want to remodel, you don't know where you want to go, they can help with that. They helped with us. Full service, uh, we're talking here, quality craftsmanship. Honest guys, they're going to keep you informed, keep you up to date. If they're having problems finding material, you'll know about it. Uh, you go, won't go weeks without a phone call. Um, we waited to get on their list, and I can tell you it was worth the wait. They did us a lot of favors and ultimately helped us with improving the equity of our home. We got more money when we sold it due to Aim High Construction MN. The owner is Chris. Be sure to tell him you're a GL or a My Talker and you listen to the Krabby Show. Uh, again, that's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Okay, we're throwing it down. 
number one show, biggest show, most impressive show you've ever seen, Don McLean? Um, that would be the Pearl Jam 20 concert at the Apple Valley Music Fest uh, f- venue. I believe it's called Apple Valley in Wisconsin. It oh, holds Alpine like Alpine Valley. Alpine Valley. Alpine Sorry, Valley. I'm very yes. sleepy right yes. now. Yes. Um, no, that's okay. Oh my gosh, it was so good, and and this is what made me weep. I had yeah. to pee so bad, but yeah. that yeah. wasn't what made me weep. I got stuck in an area where I could, you could not leave, or you would never find your friends again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just oh, yeah. down, yeah. not in the seats, but at the, you know, where yep. you're just like cattle, just. Yep. Um, and so, um, I was not i'm a huge pearl jam fan favorite favorite band but chris cornell came out and played Ooh. with eddie vetter and i am a huge fan of temple of the dog which is their collaboration together and yeah. it was yeah. like it was like yeah. a temple of the dog concert because oh. you know stone gossard's there yeah. and mike yeah, mccready yeah. and so i started crying immediately i mean yeah. my friend heather and i were like oh i and we were just like weeping. We couldn't believe it. We were just, we could not believe it. Like, Ooh, that's cool. I was, I've never felt so like I'm seeing the Beatles type of thing before. I think right. Chris Cornell had the best. I mean, there's Freddie Mer- Mercury, but I think Chris Cornell had the best rock those, voice of my time. Of my yeah, time. Yeah. Those pipes, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I adored Chris Cornell. Um ah. I love the feeling you described. I abs, oh God, that's why I went to see music to just for that feeling. Just I cannot believe that I'm here and I'm seeing this, and this is the most cool thing this was before, I've ever yeah. seen. I, I think that we had cell phones, but we weren't using them in the way that people do now. Right. Because yeah. that would have gotten in the way of the experience, and I'm so glad that I just actually heard it and wasn't just filming it. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, I'll what stop did, about that. No. Um, what did you do about the pee thing? Did you just go right there? No, I couldn't. <laughs> um, but every it was on a slope, okay? Yeah. So after sitting there or standing there, we had yoga mats down, and yeah. um, it was also raining. So oh. Well, you could have got away with just standing right there and going. Yeah, but I'm a girl. We don't really do that. But we would, like, every now and then, because of various reasons, my friend Heather and I and her husband Craig, uh, Craig didn't really sit down a lot, but, like, we would just get so tired from standing on that slope during the opening acts and stuff that we would just sit down, and we would just (laughs) see legs, and we would see dudes peeing. We would see yeah. guys peeing, and we're like, yeah. look at him. We do that. He's yeah, peeing that. right there. And then some yeah. people behind us, you know, it's a slope. So Yeah, and we know that bleep is so runs gross. down. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, my first, uh, <laughs> one of the first shows I went to, I think I might have, it might have been Van Halen at the Civic Center. Um, we walked into the guy's bathroom, uh, and there were girls sitting in the oh, sink yeah. peeing. Yeah. Always. And, oh, yeah. And it was, it was no big deal. And it was at that point that I realized, yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, so... Because all the guys were like... And the guys weren't being disgusting. We could all... You know, everybody understood. It's it's so painful. Like, hours and hours and hours. Um, so, at the end of it, you know, if you've ever been to that awesome venue, it's all just yeah. like cornfield around there. People yep. were running to the field, and I did too, yeah. and we're just all squatting. Like, everybody's yep. just squatting in in the grass. 
Yeah. Because yeah. you were in so much pain from having to hold it. My friend Craig wouldn't let me leave because he's like, we will never find you again. Because it, right. hold, I mean, it's like yeah. 100,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And, and so, that's how it goes. Yeah. There's no yeah. cell service that. What, that what it, we had to do is remember where we parked. And if we get uh, separated, that's where we'll meet. That's a good idea. I yeah. was not yeah. in the condition to remember where we parked. Did you drive up from Missouri? <laughs> yes. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a haul. It is. I did not drive, though. I will say that. John? The, uh, I was just going to say, before I get to the concert thing, uh, being tired reminded me when Don said being tired. <laughs> I remember, and Kenny, I think you've heard this story already, but in the 70s, about 1977 or 78, I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we'd have yeah, you know, two or three concerts at Civic Center a year, and usually, not always, but usually it'd be active. It wouldn't be somebody, you know. Yeah. So we'd go to Fargo or Minneapolis. Yeah. Right. That's a hall. So we oh, went to Minneapolis, Fargo. a real hall. We went, went to Fargo for what was called Dakota Jam at the time. Yeah. And it was 77 or 78. Uh, the main act was Fleetwood Mac, who was huge at that point, obviously. Cool. That's when rumors and everything. Cool, happened. yeah. Wow. Uh, Jeff Beck, who, you know, is oh. guitar god. We oh. saw him too. Forever. Yep. Love Beck. Uh, and a couple other, Pat Travers Band, if you remember them. Neat. Yes, yep. Uh, and Henry Gross. So we did some pre-gaming, shall we say, yeah. Yeah. on the oh, drive yeah. from Bismarck to Fargo. And then we got to the show, and of course, yeah, I had a few more beers, and I really wanted to see Jeff Beck, because I'm a guitar geek. Yeah. I laid on the thing and <gasps> fell asleep, and my friends did not wake me up, and I slept through Jeff oh, Beck, and no. they woke me up for Fleetwood Mac. Oh. I was so angry. I would so still be angry I can't believe you fell asleep day. at a concert. Like, how do well, you do that? Uh, well, Don, uh, it started at two in the afternoon, and we yeah. were probably already drinking and maybe some other things oh, by about ten yeah. So yeah. that morning. I guess so, I've well. never actually been that drunk because I don't like to feel out of control. Yeah, oh. it, it wasn't. I wouldn't you know say I mean? it was. It was all drunk. Oh, I, I don't I see. know how else to put that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Just, I have. Uh, yeah. I have two offerings for you. You can take your pick. Um, and one uh, was a night in. I think. Well, wait. I have the seat. I had the ticket right here. Oh, here it is. Uh, January 24th, 1992 at the Met Center, Frank Sinatra. <gasps> yeah. And it was cold, and there was what? a little bit of snow coming down, and that was the night where everything, including the pre-gaming, and there was a variety of pre-gaming ingredients going on, everything came together <laughs> and was perfect. But... I had really good seats on the floor, really wow. close to the stage, and there were a lot of media big shots there at the time, including, I think, I think Barbara Carlson was there. Dawn, you probably don't know who she is, but she was... Good old Barb. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I don't know. Babs. <laughs> so I, it, it was just basically me and a girlfriend at the time trying to keep it together during the show and not... <laughs> let on that we were as far gone as we were <laughs> and frank was um the only thing I, I remember about frank were the uh cute not the cue cards the uh, the the monitors for the the words yeah what are they sure. called um prompter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah he had prompter. prompters but he was cool i mean he so was did frank. Ozzy. every yeah, single yeah. day at ozfest yeah. yeah songs that yeah. he's been singing forever yeah and then we went from there, and I remember it being very cold, down to the caboose where Big Head Todd was playing. And nice. this was before Big Head Todd got were, were really, really big. 
And it was just this little ab- head Todd. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just <laughs> absolutely. Go, guys. That's it. That's all I've got. Sorry. It was the most perfect <laughs> night ever. But I can compare it to a different night, the, the night that my buddy Gene, who is a concert promoter that I think we're going to have on pretty soon, got uh, got us into a Miles Davis show. Prince owned oh. a club downtown called Glam Slam. Oh. And there were two levels, and we were on the upstairs level where all the snobs were. Um, and I got to see, who, and I was really wow. seriously heavily into Miles Davis at the time. I mean, obsessed with Miles Davis. And Miles, um, his deal was he'd turn his back to the crowd. And it had nothing to do with the crowd. It was just Miles playing music, getting yeah. into the music. And the balcony went all the way around the entire dance floor and the stage. So I was standing backstage up above him watching Miles Davis play. And it was the coolest night ever. And I met and talked to Prince at the <gasps> bar. Was yeah. this also 1992? Wow. I don't know what year that was. Okay. You'd have to Google Miles Davis uh, at Glam Slam in order okay. to figure that out. But huh. there is something we have learned from this podcast today. Yeah. Is that Kenny doesn't remember all of 1992. <laughs> there are only uh, Large there are four days total of 1992 that Kenny remembers. It's most of the 90s. I know the listeners can't see this, but we're on camera. Look at this <gasps> box. Oh my gosh, you guys that... have no idea how many ticket stubs. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Plus, I was on the list for so Look many John's. shows. <laughs> yeah, John's, John's got way more than me. Yeah. So my boyfriend collects them as well. And, yeah. like, it's not easy to get them nowadays. You have to order yeah. them, and you yeah. have to pay $7 a ticket. We had to pay $7 extra to get a paper ticket sent to us. I don't like that. I, I don't like being the crusty old b- bastard. Because he likes uh, to frame things and, you yeah, know, like, keep sure. them. Yeah, they, yeah. He has them all in, like, a little box like you have. It's so fun going through it going, oh. Wow! Yeah, I have no, I have no recollection of this show whatsoever. But a, a couple of my tickets are really, really muddy from outdoor events. Oh, I love that! <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, did we get everything in? That say was everything fun, we guys. wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the best. Uh, I didn't do a best one, but the weights thing, Kenny, that you and I saw. Yeah. That was. Probably yeah. my favorite, although there's about 10 others I could list also. Yeah, I would have to name the three. Uh, Sinatra. Boy, Sinatra and Waits in the same sentence. That's weird. And it Miles is. Davis. And the rest is all just frosting on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a lot of fun in the 90s. Well, uh, go ahead, Ross. Hit that button. See if I can back time for 15 seconds. Just like to thank everybody, all the my talkers, GLers, and everybody else for tuning in and listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Thank you. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcast.